and we're rolling 87 of them things, man. We back, we back. You and you fuck with Lil Boosie? Um, his interviews, not his music. You fuck with his interviews? Yeah, yeah, like the way, like when he talk, like I could kind of like, you know, like you could tell like the type of person he is, but uh, with the music, it's like one of those things where if I'm listening to the words, I guess I do, but it never, the, the actual like beat never caught me, you know, it's like a different style, but yeah, I fuck with him like, you know, I guess that's a person, I guess in the interviews and shit. Why? I was just wondering, because when I said 87 of them things, it reminded me of like Lil Boosie, and I was just wondering if you like all the weird shit aside, if you actually fuck with him, because you know some dudes like hardcore Lil Boosie fans, man. Yo, hell yeah, hell yeah. I knew like, a few people, man, like, yeah, it was like they were like super serious about like him being like like the next Tupac. Like, you know, you hear it and it was like, you know, just like a joke, but people were serious and it was like I didn't, you know, I didn't care. But like once I started like like I said, getting into like his interviews, and I could see like, oh, okay, yeah, it's like you see his numbers are higher than everybody else's, his you know, like the way he talks, you know, he tell like he's from like a real place, you know, like a real dude. Yeah. It's like you you kinda identify with that. So I can only imagine like, you know, if nigga was rapping, you know, talking about real life and people were able to connect with him. So, you know, 10, 15 years of that. And then he go to jail, then he beat the case. So I can understand. Oh, he did have that free boosie movement. I forgot about that shit. Yeah, yeah. That was like the first one I can remember. Like like, you know, like publicly. Yeah, like some- murder still in jail? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, shit, Boosie was uh, he was talking about an interview when he was like uh, roommates with him. Oh, he was cellmates to see murder. Yep, cellmates. Yep. Man, that shit crazy. I wonder if they made any music together. Yeah, I don't know. Those uh, fucking jailhouse call tracks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, what you been up to, bro? Oh uh, man, chilling, man. Same, you know, same thing, man. Grinding, man. I've been uh, I picked up, you know, I'm on my uh, Audible thing, man. I started yeah. uh, listening to Fifty Cent's book. I think it's like hustle hard or something like that. He got like, a recent book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know how recent, but it's uh, let me see. I can look at. it. I think it's pretty recent. You know, I don't want to say it came out like in the last like month, but I, I think it did. Um, but I know he had the fifty laws of power, but that was out like shit, no, 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 no. Five, yeah, six years ago. Yeah, no, it's way after that. I think it's I, I could pull it up, man. I should have should have had it ready, but now I've been listening to that, man. It's pretty cool because you actually like he speaks. Almost like you expect him to speak. You know, he's like narrating it or whatever. So it's not like yeah. somebody else, like usually. But it's like he's like talking like, like, oh, damn, okay, I kind of understand that shit. You know, like he talks about like, I'm only like maybe like an hour into it, but he's yeah. like, you know, talks about different situations that like, like public. And you get to see like a you know like a behind the scenes part of it, but he's like, uh, okay. I don't want to say I don't want to say dude is vulnerable, but it's like you could tell he's like trying to be like like a real dude you know like all right yeah. that was you know so it's pretty cool man like just seeing the behind the scenes of like what he was thinking and all that shit you think 50 can ever make it back to like the upper echelon of the music biz uh i don't think he like if you like listen to the book and shit and like i'm only like i said i'm only like 15 percent into it 10 percent into it but it doesn't sound like that's even his focus mm-hmm. like I he knew that. like he knew where he was like like I don't want to give it away if people listen to it or whatever, but he's like he mentions it like I could I could tell like you know I needed to transition it to something else and you know like it, the way things were going you know because he was like yeah I sold get rich die trying was like the biggest ever you know like it went mm-hmm. diamond or some shit or whatever but then after that he could tell like all right people aren't buying CDs and you know the sales are going away and streaming came so he was like you know he mentioned how he was pivoting and trying to go into like a different you know space. 
you know. Uh, so yeah, and I don't think he's even you know trying to like get back to you know that 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 tier. That's good. That's good. I mean, I think it's it's good when they understand that the time has passed and they, they need to you know pivot or move on. You don't want the last thing you want someone there too long, bro. That's the last thing you want. Right. 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 All right, since I'm you brought like, it up, nah, since you brought it up, since you brought it up, right now, currently, today, today, uh, <laughs> uh, I got a bad feeling. Who, who's in it too long? Who's <laughs> like in it too long? This, rapper, Eminem. musically, musically, Eminem. Nah, that's easy, man. That's, that's easy. easy. That's easy. Take. Eminem's been getting like nah. rave reviews. Eminem's been in it way too long. He should have got out after Eminem show. When was the last time you like drove around and you heard somebody like listening to Eminem? I don't think I really listen hear anyone <laughs> listen to anybody anymore. I think that was that people stopped doing that shit, man. People ain't putting twelves in their trunk anymore. <laughs> but I mean, when was the last time you heard somebody like, oh yeah, I'm listening to like oh yeah, you check out that new like oh, it was shit, like man. really bumping it. Like, I don't know, man. Like I don't like Eminem. Oh, good lord. Damn. Probably the Eminem show, I think was the last time people publicly talked about listening to Eminem. That I can recall. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, I guess sorry, he's, I guess if you, only reason I don't say he is because I think if you drop something right now, he'll probably still get crazy like views and all that shit. Like whatever metrics that people are judging or whatever they're going by, I think he would still break some records. But like, what's an artist who like, like, all right, it's over. Like, it's like you trying, but it's not. And Nelly. All right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's still releasing albums bro he just had like a battle thing with, with ludicrous it was just, like and th- that just highlighted how mediocre his career was you know it's fucking it's crazy this, the music you think that's dope when you're younger and i wonder like what artists today are gonna be like nelly what do you mean like you, you know where it's like one year no, nah, like when when you're young, you think that shit's super dope, right? And I remember growing up, older people were like, "Nelly trash." Like y'all motherfuckers tripping. Y'all old niggas don't know what y'all talking about. And then as I got older, I was like, "Oh, this nigga trash." <laughs> it's yeah. Like I started understanding what they were saying. So like, I wonder what rappers in today's generation that are super popular. You know, Lil Uzi Vert, Yachty, um, NBA Rich. Like, w- which one of them are going to be Nelly? To where like everyone in this this new this current generation, like the high school, middle school generation. Fucks with them, but as they get older, they're like, "Yeah, we were tripping. That, that motherfucker trash." You know the messed up thing, like back in the day in Nelly's generation, like back in that day, like you were a rapper. Like if you came out and like you were rapping, like if you were popular, like if you were, you know, you got high for music, like that's all people wanted to see from you. I think yeah. now, like kids, they're you know maybe not kids, you know, like just younger, you know, generation or whatever, just social media and all that shit. Like you don't have to. Like you can, I think they can. It's they can easily transition into like other stuff, like because people get like, you know, like people are making like huge amounts of money like from Instagram, right? Like, yeah. They're not putting out music, you know, like so. I think it's so many different avenues now where people like can get on and people are like, oh man, I just want to know more about. I just want to see him. I just want to see her wearing or what she's doing or what. So I'll pay for it, you know. Like you, you can imagine like like back in the day, like with Nelly time and all that shit, like ringtones were popular like you know like you know you buy like a ringtone it was like all right that's how you got high that's how you got your money you know yeah but it's like now it's transitioned to like nah we don't even care about that just show us you like we'll pay just to see you you don't gotta come out with nothing dope you don't gotta come out with a product or a song or you know like 
that in between time where you working on your album and all that shit, like we'll pay to see that too. You know, and I think back in the day they didn't have that. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like you can have people who get paid millions of dollars just to tell other people things that they like. Like, like yeah. I like this, you know, type of car. I like this type of makeup. And you get paid millions of dollars just to tell the rest of the world things that you like. That's fucking crazy. Yep. Because you built up that, <laughs> you built up that like following, man. Like that, that core, that fan base where it's like you've given, I think it's, it's some type of connection, man. Because it's like you've given everybody so much of you where it's like, Maybe not everybody like rock with you, but the people that rock with you, they really, really rock with you. So if you say like, "All right, I wear like I use these towels when I like you know take a shower," it's like, "All right, damn, if I get these towels, I'll be just like you know." Like I connected with them in so many different ways, and then they got popular. So let me start using all the stuff or seeing all the stuff or you know like you know trying to be like this person. You yeah. Know? So, but yeah, it's yeah. crazy, man. Like just what like selling a shirt. You said what? So I want to go back to like the whole fucking you know rappers been in it too long. Who you got? <sighs> I would have to think about it, man. That was on the fly. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, but I don't think he's like trying to. I'll say this: I think LL Cool J is like. Oh, God. He's like, I'm not saying he's like, you know, beyond, like, you know, like past his prime, whatever, because he's like mentioned off and he's like, a, you know, like an accomplished actor and all that stuff or whatever. But I think if we're talking about like that generate that time or whatever, that style of, you know, that that situation, I think he should be he should be a mogul. He should be like, like, you know, in the same conversation to Puffy, Jay-Z, you know, if you want to talk about Baby, you know, all those type of people, you know, instead mm-hmm. of just like. Just you know, still an actor or still like a rapper. Like Jay, I think LL Cool J had bars. He came out like he was appealing to like the masses. He ventured into movies. Like he was, I think he was like the first like real like maybe like maybe not you know Ice, Ice Cube and all that or whatever. But maybe like if you're talking about like crossover like rapper, like I think who started who had like the streets and all that you know like real stuff or whatever. But then also had like the other side or whatever. I think he's probably one of the first ones. So I think, man, I think he should be a lot bigger than what he is. When I see him, it's like, I, you know, I understand like the hustle and the grind. He's still doing it. He's still relevant. I still want to hear him, you know, see his movie or what, watch him more. But I think he should be like, you know, like you, like, all right, you, you got a hundred million in the bank, you know, or you sit, signing deals where it's like, all right, we're not even talking about like me. We're talking about like my company, like, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe we are, maybe it's just I'm missing it or whatever, but I think he should be a lot bigger than what I perceive him to be. I understand you on that because he did feel like he's one of those first like major crossover stars because like you said, Ice Cube, he kind of did it early in his career and continued it, but it never like Ice Cube wasn't in like blockbuster movies, right? L.O. Cool J was in like blockbuster movies, you know, shit coming out in the middle of the summer and you know, all all that other kind of shit. And it was more than just like your kind of stereotypical 90s black movies that L.O. Cool J was in. He was in a fucking shark movie for God's sake. Right. He's like a chef in the movie. Yeah. And but I think the difference between like LL Cool J and like a Puffy is I think LL Cool J understands like what it takes to be comfortable. Because I remember an interview he did, I think on 106 and Park, you know, dating myself here, where he was talking about releasing a Camry. He's like, you know, all these rappers out here getting Ferraris and shit. So I'm, you know, I'm leasing this Toyota Camry three hundred dollars a month, you know, bingo bile. 
And I think that kind of showed one that he was intelligent with his money, so he doesn't have to you know do all this do all this wild shit to try to stay relevant. He's probably just kind of coasting on fucking mama said knock you out money, like to be realistic. But I think Puffy wanted that image, right? He wanted the fucking the the Bentleys and the fucking Lambos and the, you know the champagne, all this other shit. And the only way to to live that and con- continuously live that is to keep you know moving up in fucking tax brackets. And eventually you get to that that kind of mogul status. I think LL Cool J didn't have that desire that like a Puffy did, you know, where he didn't desire all these fucking fancy riches and luxurious life. I think he was like, look, I'm cool. I don't ever have to do something I don't want to do ever again in my life. I'm fucking you know family straight. My kids, kids, kids straight. I'm set. And he's kind of rested on his laurels. And I think, you know, the Jay-Z and the Puffy, they had higher aspirations. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I think that was the difference between the two. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I was, I don't know if you read the book, man. Uh, Damon John, FUBU guy, uh, Power of Broke. But he, like, talks about, like, him getting, like, FUBU off the ground. It was, like, this is the like this is the beginning of FUBU, like, he was just at home sewing the shit or whatever. He was like, I needed like somebody to like, you know, get it hot or whatever. And Lacouche yeah. was like a, not a local rapper, but a, a popular rapper, but not what he is today, you know, but mm-hmm. he was like, you know, from his area or whatever. And he was like, he like, you know, just gave him stuff. And, you know, I guess L.O. Cougie like rock with it. And that actually is what, you know, like pushed FUBU to the next level. Oh, hell you yeah, know? So, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, man, if he's back in the day with that, like man, I he I think I, like I said I don't know his his pockets or nothing like that or whatever, but I think just thinking about LL Kuja, he should be towards the top of rap, like with everything, you know, like bars, sales, movies, like he's signing people, like oh yeah, he signed like LL Kuja signed like another hot rapper, like you know, like he should be at the top, like Puffy, like you know, like Puffy could get on and like sign Mace, and Mace was like a you know number one artist. You right. know, or you know, Biggie and all these different people. Like Elo Guja was back in the day, you know, like early on. He had a head start, but like you said, man, he I think he was just like considered just being comfortable, you know, as the goal or whatever. And that's, like I said, that's that's a good space to be in, you know, if you accomplish it. But yeah, I think he had is, like he, he could have did a lot more. I mean, it's not like he was comfortable working a fucking nine to five making seventy a year. Like, you know, he's a comfortable millionaire. So I can't right. <laughs> I can't be, you know, too upset at him. <laughs> you know, right, 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 day, right. man, that's it's a lot, bro. Like to be puffy, that's just a lot. That's like, true. You know, you know, it's it's a lot that comes with it. That I don't think people don't don't realize. And if you aren't built for that shit, it, it take a toll on you, man. And you know, that like, you hear people, all, celebrities all the time talking about that. You know, they they would they like the fortune, of course, but hate the fame, the shit that comes along with it. Because you can't just be fucking normal. Right? If you if LL Cool J could go to a mall right now. People would notice him, obviously, but it wouldn't be if it wouldn't be crazy if like Puffy or Jay Z went to a mall or like fucking Beyonce. Like, you think if, so? If, dog, if not, they, not Beyonce, yeah, not Beyonce, not Beyonce, not Beyonce, <laughs> not Jay Z, not Beyonce, not Puffy. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, not those, not those. Yeah, those are the. Yeah. Uh, he should. But the thing is, he he should be there, right? He should be there. You know, like not yeah. even if we're talking, not even like monetarily. You know, just. On the sheer fact of who he is, he should be like shutting it down, like because he, like honestly, man, like he do can rap, like he do can act, like I say, he's a crossover, like he has it all. But I think that drive, man, I think that killer instinct or whatever, whatever that is, man. Yeah, it's the intangibles, man. It's fucking some people have it, some people don't. You know, it's just wild, right? And we watched the whole fucking Michael Jordan documentary, and you know what made Michael Jordan so great was partly because of the, the the mentality that he had. You know, right. fucking Kobe Bryant had is probably just as good 
physically as Michael Jordan. Argue with me if you want. But I think Michael Jordan just had that 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 next gear that Kobe couldn't tap into, you know, at least as often as Michael tapped into it. Yeah, yeah, I think – I don't know, man. I think – I was thinking about all that, man, like greats and all that shit or whatever. I think it's like situations, you know. I think it's it's hard to – I don't know, man. I think everybody – once you get to that, like, top tier, like, I think everybody can do everything, you know. So it's hard to – there can only be oh, one, bro. Man. There can only be one. It's like Highlander. <laughs> there can only be one. Yeah, man. But it's it's it's, it's weird because it's like in certain situations you would pick one. In this situation, you would pick this person. This, you know. So I mean, it's it's tough, man. It's I don't know, man. It's that's I guess that's the beauty of sports, you know. Like you said, it has to be one or whatever. So we just you know just can speculate and all that shit or whatever. But well, yeah, I think it's, it's unfair all to like that number two dude, that number three dude, or the number seven dude who's like really that dude, but. Like his team sucks, you know. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right. you know, like what's his name, uh, Devin trash. Booker. Like Devin Booker yeah. scores seventy points, yeah. you know. But it's like, all right, nobody cares, you know. Yeah, like, I, guess they, I think they lost that game. <laughs> right, right. Motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> put up seventy in a loss. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's crazy. Let me fact check that shit, man. Um, so, I mean, I guess we should probably get into it. Uh, so we have updates since you know the last podcast um, regarding the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests inspired by the you know the George Floyd murder in the streets. Um, so I, what I want to know from you, Mari, is have you seen anything over the past week that's kind of giving you you know some kind of hope, some kind of happiness, um, anything like that, or are you still you know kind of cynical about America in general? Uh, I think it's a lot of I think it's a lot of eyes and a lot of people are like maybe like understanding different situations and trying to look at it from a different perspective, you know. So mm-hmm. I think that's a plus. But on the flip side of that, man, I think a lot of people are like you know on the other side, completely you know opposite. Like, all right, man, I'm tired of this shit. Like, you know, like I'm gonna really do some, you know. So it's I don't know, man. It's I think it's a good thing, but you know, you just gotta be ready and prepared on that shit or whatever. I'm curious to see what you know happens and. And, and all that stuff or whatever, you know. But, yeah, what comes from it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you know, but it's, it's not like I don't think it's a hundred percent like, all right, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, it it just seems like this is is a tipping point. You know, it's still a phrase from from Jordan. It this one feels different. You know, fuck, they're Nickelodeon. Like I think Nick Junior or whatever the fuck it was, they had like an eight minute forty three second moment of silence. In you know response to the to the, the George Ford Floyd protest, fucking Call of Duty has like a Black Lives Matter statement that on like they plaster on the loading screens and you know they put in the game NBA Two K allows uh, players to you know wear Black Lives Matter shirts or I Can't Breathe shirts in the game. You have all these companies coming out making statements. You have all these CEOs making major donations you know to these to these charities. Like this didn't happen with Eric Gardner, right? It didn't happen with Tamir Rice. Didn't happen with Trayvon Martin. It felt like in those situations, the black community was kind of on its own, screaming at the rest of the world. This time, it feels like the rest of the world is like, "Oh shit!" You know what? This shit keeps happening. Maybe they're on to something here. Let's take a deeper look. And for it, it gives me, for me, it, since it feels different, I'm a bit hopeful. Um, I'm also, you know, kind of weary because I don't know if it's just. You know, companies are doing this and, and you know, high ranking people are doing this because it's the in vogue, 
you know it's like oh it's it's cool to to not kill black people now right it's cool to be upset about racism yeah that that seems like you know that's kind of the thing free publicity right right but when i'm i'm trying to put my you know my uh my uh skeptic to the side and i'm hoping that this is that generational change that we've been waiting for right because i always tell people it's like you need a certain amount of the old guard to die out before you can actually do something about racism because as long as you have 70 80 year old motherfuckers you know still in ceos and position of powers systemic racism is gonna it's not gonna fucking go anywhere because those people are the ones making the decisions and if you have a racist person or a person who has you know slanted or biased views about a particular race making major decisions then that race isn't going to be able to fucking excel in that field, in that company, in that industry, you know, whatever it is. But now we have like younger CEOs. You got fucking the the people who were, you know, born and raised in the 40s and 50s, starting to get older, out of power, dying off. So maybe it's a change, but I'm encouraged, I can say, by by what I'm seeing. I just hope it keeps up. You know, I, I, I don't want to see it kind of go to the wayside and America goes back to not fucking caring again. You know, once shit kind of semi gets back to normal. What do you think the first step is? Um, to really, like, really do some change. The, hmm. I think that we already kind of made the first step where it's the world admitted that there's a problem. We've never had this public acknowledgement, man. Like, we've, like even in the fucking civil rights era, there was never like this public, like global acknowledgement of, yeah, things are fucked up in the U.S., you know, it never, you know, I, I don't know if it's like a perfect storm of, you know, th- th- with the, the current administration in place, um, the just fucking ho- the horrendous act that one cop, you know, committed in murdering George Floyd and everyone, the fact that it was filmed, you know, and coupled with, you know, all the other instances of, you know, police brutality, coupled with Colin Kaepernick and his career taken from him. Like, I think all of this together has gotten us to this point. I, I don't know if we were ready to have this conversation you know, without all this context, if that makes sense. If this George Floyd thing happened in 2013, the same scenario, same facts, you know, word for word, beat for beat. I don't think we have the global reaction that we do in 2020. And I don't necessarily think that's just because of technology. Um, I think people are just aren't in a different place. You know, I, I and maybe I'm too optimistic, right? Maybe I'm, I'm silly in thinking that we've outgrown racism, but I've never seen anything like this, you know, and no one older than me has seen anything like this. So, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. All right. Uh, second step. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, second step, you got to start digging deeper right now. It's, it's not enough just to publicly support the movement. It's kind of, okay, cool. You know, what is your company doing? Right. Is, is your company, you know, giving minorities a fair shake? And I'm not just talking about black people, you know, Hispanics, Asians, all that. Are they getting a fair shake? You know, do you truly want a, a diverse you know, staff, right? Are, are you truly, do you truly care about certain, um, you know, issues in, in these different minority communities? You know, it, do you, what kind of mentality do you have, right? You know, are you writing people off because you think that, you know, they, they wouldn't fit quote unquote the company culture because of their background, you know, shit like that. Um, so I, I think that would be the second step. That's when they, when they start putting money behind minorities, that's when you know shit's changed. But right now, Saying, yeah, Black Lives Matter is real easy, not a, not a hard commitment. Donating yeah. money to charity, real easy, not a hard commitment. Actually, it's in your benefit because you get a tax write-off. Right. Um, so those are the easy steps, right? I, I want to see you know, how they progress it. You know, are, is the, the next instance of racism, are we going to fucking you know, stamp that down? Um, are we going to vote this fucking you know, 
secretly, but not so secretly racist president out in, in November. It, are, are we going to do that? Or are we going to go back to our selfish ways and only caring about us and people who look like us? You know, that, that, that goes on both sides. You know, you got the, the majority population and the minority population. We tend to be segregated. And, you know, that's just kind of how humans are. You know, you kind of gather people who look like you because it makes you feel more comfortable. But when we start breaking those barriers down, you know, um, when we start ingratiating like the gay community in the mainstream. Right. Because right now it's accepted, but it's still kind of on the fringe, you know, like in, in all the, the, the different iterations. And I shouldn't just say the gay community because there's so much that goes along with it. LBGT. Q, I think they added some letters to it. I'm not exactly sure. You got it. <laughs> will, 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 will they be brought into the fold? You know, um, I'm seeing some positive signs. You know, the the uh, that community is being more so, kind of you know accepted and celebrated on like streaming platforms, and you see it in you know media and all that other shit. That's the first step, right? To to acceptance is putting it in a TV show. You know, making a documentary about it. You know, and and putting it and portraying them fairly. As opposed to like some fucking sideshow freak or some shit like that. Like they used to portray black people. Because you know in the early 90s, if you were black in a movie, you were either a drug dealer, uh, a gang member, or a felon trying to get his life together. Like that, those are the three roles black people got in movies in the early 90s. And of course we've progressed and, and moved past that. Um, so if, you know, transgenders and, and if they start getting the, the, the treatment that they deserve and that they, they request and they ask for then I think then we really got some fucking momentum and shit going and, you know, we can get to a place where, you know, I could be proud to say that I'm from the USA because I mean, for quite some time, I couldn't say that bro. because like, cool, greatest country in the world, limitless opportunities, all the other shit, but it's a lot of fucked up shit that happens. You know, I always equated America to like a stepdad that gives you everything, but also molests you on a regular basis. It's like, yeah, you know, I bought you this car, but I'm also, you know, going to slide his dick in you uh, on Friday. It's like, this is terrible. <laughs> like, I don't even want the fucking car. Like, I just want to, I just want to get out of here, you know, to stop molesting me. That's what America felt like. But, you know, hopefully America will turn into a place where you don't get molested by your father. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you, like, when you're out and when you're out places or whatever, do you feel, like, different at all? What you mean? Like, around, like, you know, like, you know, Caucasian individuals. Do you oh. feel like, like, is there, you know, Anything different? I don't right want to like. Give you, I don't want to give it away. Um, I can say this: I've had a couple of friends reach out to me and ask if I was okay, and that meant a lot to me. You know, I didn't think it would, but it it really did because for you know, you, I didn't feel like people really actually cared. You know, it, it was just kind of like, yeah, it's the cool thing to say or whatnot. You know, well, I'm slowly dying on the inside. You know, I I look at it like this, man. Like, I did everything the right way. Every, every, every way you're supposed to do it. I did that shit. Right. You know, I went to college. I didn't fucking get caught up in gangs. I wasn't dealing drugs, didn't go to jail, you know, did all that shit, take care of my kids and all that other shit. But I'm still like fearful of my life. I get pulled over at a fucking stoplight or, you know, for speed. And I'm, I'm fearful for my kid. If he goes out and, you know, or, you know, she goes out and they and playing in the street, I'm afraid like what happens if a cop stops them or, you know, they get accused of shit. And it's like, I shouldn't feel like that. You know, it was fucked up. And, I kind of blocked it out when the George Floyd shit first happened. And then, you know, you sit down, you think about it. Of course, we talked about it. And, you know, you, you start to realize how exactly how fucked up it is. Um, and like around that time, when I was just, you know, I was getting I had moved past sadness and I was getting like to the anger aspect, like really angry. And then, you know, I had a, you know, a friend hit me up that I haven't talked to. And I don't fucking know, six, seven months or so. And she was just like, hey, you know, just 
if you need someone to talk to, you know, I'm here, you know, it's fucked up, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it was just like refreshing to see, you know, because she didn't have to do that shit. You know, it wasn't like we were in constant communication, you know. So what it felt like, it felt like it came from a genuine place of her being concerned, you know, and it was a guy at work. He did the same thing. Like he came down and he was talking to me. He was like, I'm going to say something. And I, I mean it in the best way possible. So I'm, I'm preparing myself for like a racist comment. Right. Right. And he was like, I don't understand how you do it. I was like, you mean how to do what? Say like, how you're like, how you can be black in America. Like, I would be so angry all the time. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> 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 like, oh, this, this white guy must, maybe he understands, right? And he was just kind of like, like it's, it's complete bullshit, you know? And he was just like spouting off facts and things because like the whole George Floyd thing got him kind of interested in kind of getting down the rabbit hole. And he was like, you know, you got you know, black people seem to be you know charged disproportionately. They seem to get dis- disproportionate sentences. It's just it's complete bullshit, man. And it was just, and it, it felt genuine. It didn't feel like he was fucking doing it to get in my good graces or anything like that. You know, he came and talked to me about it. I, I wasn't happened to be up in his office or some shit. But he came to, like we actually work on different floors. He came down because I'm the only fucking black guy in the office. He came down, you know, asked me how I was doing, checked on me, shit like that. So, um, do I feel different? Kinda, kinda. I, I feel like. You know, like I said before, that I'm not alone, you know, that we aren't alone. Black folks aren't alone. There are actually people out there who, you know, from other races who see how fucked up things are and and want to effectuate change. I've got to see that. Um, But I'm always very aware that I'm black when I'm around, you know, Caucasians or, or, you know, other races or whatnot. Just as I don't think think that would ever change, you know, and I'm always like I'm acutely aware of it and I try to portray myself in the image that I want people to see. Right. Like I'm, I'm not some, you know, ignorant motherfucker on the street that, you know, knows just sports and the and fucking the crack game. Like, you know, I can hold a conversation with you, but at the same time, like I'm still black, right. You know, I like rap music. Um, I, you know, I can talk a certain way if I want to, you know, I can talk to someone, you know, that, comes from a neighborhood that you may be afraid to go to at night and have no problems with it. But I can also, you know, talk to a CEO of a company and, you know, I feel comfortable, very comfortable in both situations. And I was always very proud of that, you know, that I could kind of the duality of it where I can, you know, kind of talk to multiple people from multiple backgrounds. Um, But I'm feeling, feeling better. You know, like I said before, I don't know if I'm too optimistic, but I'm feeling a lot better, better than I was fucking a few days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I think this yeah, I think this is the first time where it really feels like sincere. You know, when you go out and somebody like holds the door open for you or they ask you how your day is, all that, you know, all that type of stuff or whatever. You know, this mm-hmm. is the first time where it's like all the other times it's like, all right, you're pandering me, like, all right, man, you're just doing this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like you don't really care. But this is the first time where it's like like, you know, it feels like, oh, okay, all right, this is some all right, that's pretty cool. You didn't have to do that, you know, like yeah. you could have did this, you could have did but you didn't have to do that, you know. So it's like this is the first time where it feels like, you know, kind of sincere, man. I think that's kind of dope, man. So that's promising, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You talk about the steps and things. I think another thing I hope we can get to is where we teach all the history, right? Because, you know, a lot of shit in school you skip over. You know, I was, I was just asking my kids, I was like, Hey, did they ever teach you, you know, about uh, black wall street or what happened in, you know, Greenwood, the, the neighborhood Greenwood in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the kids have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. They ever tell you about, you know, Rosewood, anything like that? No, they have no idea. What about, you know, Tuskegee Airmen? You guys know anything about that? No fucking clue. You know, but the kids know about 9-11, right? They know about fucking... Did you learn about that stuff in school? 
Like all the stuff you Hell, just missed? Fuck no. And that's right. why that's why I was wondering. I was like, hmm. Because it, it was like they pick and choose with shit. They learn about Gettysburg, but they ain't learn about fucking, you know, Black Wall Street. They learn about right. the civil rights movement, but they ain't learn about Black Wall Street. Like, why wouldn't they teach him this part? Oh, because a bunch of people, a bunch of white people in America just fucked up shit. And it's like they didn't want to perpetuate that. You know, it's like we go from slavery to Martin Luther King. I was like, well, there's a whole bunch of shit in between here <laughs> that we just fucking skip over. You know, yeah. it's like, what the fuck? What, what happened? You know, they go slavery, Abraham Lincoln, my bad. Slavery, Abraham Lincoln, then Martin Luther King. Like it's it's fucking. That's what I would like to see, you know. To I think for our society, and I'm not saying that they have to atone for their sins. I'm not asking for reparations. I'm just asking for fucking acknowledgement, bro. Just acknowledge that some fucked up shit happened, you know, and that it's unacceptable, and nothing like that should ever happen again. You know, just like when they cover fucking nine eleven in schools, they talk about how terrible it was, and you know the response, and that nothing like that should ever happen again. We should take steps to make sure that it doesn't happen. Same shit for those, you know, fucking instances of domestic terrorism, bro. They they burn down an entire neighborhood just because it was black folks, you know, being able to build up their own shit, and they didn't think that they were worthy enough to have their own things and to have their own stores and whatnot. You know, it's the, the like if you think about how, like that's the one of the most fucked up events in the U.S. history. Yeah, I think it's part of the reason why they skip over it, but it should be taught. You know, I saw, I think Russell Westbrook was, um, it's like making a documentary about it. So that's hopeful. You know, that, that, that should be helpful to get, fucking get the word out. Um, but I was kind of disappointed in like the, just the lack of acknowledgement, I think, in that, in history, in our schools, if we're at least, even in college. I mean, I didn't learn about that shit in college either. And I took a black history course. Like, <laughs> it just went in the fucking curriculum, you know? I didn't learn about that shit until fucking, I was a, um, in law school, when I, I was, when I first heard of it, I was like, what? What the fuck is Black Wall Street type shit, you know? And it's sad, really. You know, that's my heritage, man. I, I should know something about it. Yeah, man. I think it's, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's wild, man. What do you think the steps are, though, man? I've been talking, I feel like I've been talking a shit ton. <laughs> no, nah, man, get it out, man. No. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know, man. I think, first, like you said, man, first step, acknowledgement. I think the next step is, um, I mean, the thing is, it's, it's so many different things that would have to change and get implemented and whatever. I think it's, I, I don't know, man. Like, you would have to strip down a lot, you know, to, like, to start over to really, really give everything, like, a total change. Like, you could say, like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this and change this around or acknowledge this or whatever. But until, like, everything is, like, really, really equal, not even, like, not even fair, just equal. Until that happens, man, it's still going to be a, a, a way to, you know, it's going to be like a superior group and somebody's going to be in total control and and to be able to, like, dictate things and be able to control what they want and have things happen. So I don't know, man. Like, it's at the next step, I think, is probably. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's locally, maybe like. I guess put money, you know, into like, you know, the community, you know, I don't know what the next step is, what they would do with it, man. But I think, you know, create funds where people in like local communities can like, you know, depend and, and choose and, and, and know that whatever they implement and, and believe in will be, you know, be here to stay, you know, will be able to be funded for, you know, the long time, not just, you know, uh, like this is a two year thing, three year thing or whatever. Right. Like, you know, so people can, can like really get behind it and they can build like something that can like really be here and like really, you know, promote change, you know, but yeah. outside of that, I man, I don't know. I think, I guess the first thing when you break it down, the first thing is money, like really putting money into community. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think money alone is, is, is enough. I, you need that commitment as well. 
you know, w- you know, well-funded things fail all the time because there isn't the, the support there. And, you know, that falls on us as, as consumers, you know, to, to make sure we support, you know, businesses that are ran by people that look like us, that we would, you know, want to see do well. You know, um, I was talking to uh, Adam, you know, Adam Plant, and yep. he was complaining that, well, not complaining, but he was mentioning that some people were complaining because he has his own uh, cheesecake business now, Tasty Teas, Tasty Teas Cheesecake, uh, Cheesecakes, Jesus, tongue twister. And um, he was saying that black folks were complaining because they felt that his prices were too high. And he was like, yo, if I was fucking Sarah Lee or some shit, Marie Callender's, you would have no problem paying this. You wouldn't even complain about it. You know, just be, but because you know me and you know where I came from, you think you should get a discount or I shouldn't be charging as much. Like, what part of the game is that? You know, it's just like a, it's a weird thing. It's like, we want to see black businesses do well, but if they start charging us like the in, uh, equivalent amount to, you know, other mainstream or popular businesses, then all of a sudden we recoil. You know, like, fuck that. I'm not paying you, uh, you know, fucking Marie Calendar prices. I'm going to go to Marie Calendar. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. If you go spend the money, you might as spend the money in some place that you, or some, with someone that you know, you know, so you know where that money is going as opposed to some fucking faceless corporation. But, I think that's us, though. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, of course, of course. Yeah, that's, yeah. And I don't know what nobody else can change that, but like you know, within, like you know, just there's always going to be like designer brands. There's always going to be you know fancy cars and jewelry and all that shit. So people just got to be like you know, I, I don't know, aware. Yeah, give, him a, give him a fair shake. That's all I ask for. Give him a fair shake. You know, like if you would spend this money if it was Gucci, you know, and your friend started a clothing line, give your friend a fair shake. Right, like, all right, right, what you got? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying you have to support just because the support. If the shit whack, don't buy it. But if it's like dope, you know, it's like, oh shit. I mean, it's a little more than I want to spend, but fuck it. You know, I help you out, whatever. And all it takes is like, you know, one or two of those, and you can start get a get a fucking ball rolling. You know, you can help someone achieve their dream. And I think we focus too much on ourselves and not more so on the community. And I think once you start focusing, you know, more so on the community, um, I think that's when everyone starts to flourish. You know, rising tide. You know rises all boats right when everyone starts kind of focusing on you know keeping it in the community or keeping it in you know the people they know you know not necessarily from the same neighborhood or same background as you are but maybe it's you know it's your neighbor or you know someone from your own city you know then you can st- start helping people get that foothold you know and kind of break through right yeah i think awareness on both sides you know yeah like you said man we have to keep money within man um yeah. going back to killer mike <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that uh, Cripper Cola. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, you, you see what your boy, uh, speaking of like allies and people helping out the black community, Drew Brees is the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the quarterback for New Orleans Saints. Did you happen to see the his comments and then his uh, later retraction? I didn't see it until he apologized. Okay, okay. So, um, so real quick, he was getting interviewed. I don't know the name of the, the, the media company. My apologies. I think and, it was Yahoo Finance. Okay, this even, that's strange. That's even worse. <laughs> right, right. They set him up. It was a, it was a setup. I was, was a cold setter. He fucked that one up, boy. <laughs> um, and, you know, they brought up the protests and all this other stuff. And eventually he said, he was like, look, I don't ever agree with, with any kind of protest disrespecting the flag. You know, he kind of left it at that. And he was like, my, my uh, grandfather's fought in you know, the war, blah, 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 blah. Well, of course, this is, you know, after the George Floyd and the protests and everything were going on and social media dragged his ass. Like, it, fucking his own teammates were calling him out. 
And then he came out and he apologized, saying, oh, I didn't know that it was going to you know, affect you guys in this way. I'm truly sorry. I'm an ally. Um, and then he brought up the um, not brought up, but he, he sent like a message to Donald Trump um, talking about, you know, this isn't about the flag and, you know, we need to do something, blah, 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 blah. And a lot of people kind of were like, all right, cool. We get it. Shot him some bail. Other people still like, nah, fuck Drew Brees. Um, where, where do you fall on it? Yeah, man, it's in man to me, man. It's like I always thought Drew Brees was like a cool guy, you know. Like when you see him, it's like all right, he's the quarterback of like a, a team that's you know in New Orleans after Katrina, you know, you know they're usually like you know the the star players are African American, so he's throwing in the ball or whatever. So they have like a you know that type of connection. You you know Southern food, like he's in the mecca of like like that that world, you know that style of. Of, of you know that community or whatever, so I just automatically assume, wow, yeah, he knows what's up. Like if anybody knows, he like he probably knows more than Aaron Rodgers. You know, Aaron Rodgers is usually like that guy <laughs> who like like steps out and like says the shit or whatever. So oh, okay, I fuck with Aaron Rodgers. You know, like he's usually yeah. that guy. You know, and, and, and Tom Brady is like you know he's great, but I don't fuck with him. You know, but Drew Brees, you know? it was like right, yeah, Drew Brees is the this is the first time. Well, maybe not the first or whatever. He knew he was spiritual and all that, but. This is the first time where he came out and was like, ah, oh, man, this motherfucker don't really like he's he really doesn't have any clue, you know, and it's mm-hmm. that sucks, man. You know, and then he he apologized and all that, you know, and it's I, the, I guess the beauty in that is like he's such a high figure that he will probably influence a lot of other people who, you know, maybe didn't, you know understand the situation or didn't look at it from a different perspective or, or whatever, you know, and well, maybe, you know, create some type of change or whatever you know so but i mean that's crazy that like really like people thought different things or whatever you know and i guess that's the whole you know perception and media and you know the way people are you know influenced and all that stuff or whatever you know but it's just it's wild that somebody at that level you know who you consider to be in that situation that deep inside still would be oblivious to like the real topic at hand I don't think Drew Brees lives in the real world. Hey, let's think about his life. Has he ever had like an actual job? I don't think so. No. Right? He, he's no. played football his, his entire but life. That's everybody, and, though. No, no, not everybody. 99% of like athletes don't really, like good athletes who get to like professional, professional levels, yeah, right. they don't get, but, they don't really but have they jobs. Have, but they have certain backgrounds, right? So think True. about it. So, so Drew Brees comes from a, you know, a, his both his parents were attorneys, I believe. Uh, so he probably didn't want for much growing up. There, my understanding is they're you know both very successful. He's played football, became a millionaire playing a child's game, and he probably only hangs around people who are in his same you know kind of income range and people who look like him, other than his teammates. So I think Drew lives in this bubble, right, where he really doesn't understand anything that's going on outside of that bubble. It's not the real world. I'm not giving I'm not shooting him bail though. Because he has black teammates. You know, Michael Thomas, he just broke a record for the most fucking completions. You right. know, the, the, he, he's black people have helped Drew Brees become Drew Brees, you know, without like a Joe Horn, a Michael Thomas, uh Alvin Kamara, you know, Ingram. W- w- without these people, you don't really have a Drew Brees. Who the fuck he throwing the ball to? Right? There's two sides to that coin. And he, you can't tell me that he's stupid or he's oblivious because he's a quarterback in NFL. I always say hardest position to play in fucking sports is quarterback on a professional level. It's just 
difficult as shit. They can't find 30 people in the world who can do this job well. They can't. Right? And he does it very well. He's at the top of the list. So he's obviously very smart. He couldn't pick up a phone and ask somebody before he did this shit. He, he couldn't truly try to understand what was going on. So for me, what that told me about Drew Brees is that it's just apathy. Right? He, he doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't care. Doesn't occur to him to even wonder what's going on. I'm sure he sees it. I'm sure he has Twitter and he's looking and and he sees people outraged and all this other shit. I'm sure when the Colin Kaepernick protests were going on, people in his locker room were talking about it. He didn't, you know, inquire about it. And the the statement that he made talking about I I'll never agree with someone disrespecting the flag means he doesn't even have a fucking open mind about it because he didn't even try to understand what Colin Kaepernick was actually protesting. He wasn't protesting the fucking flag. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was protesting what, this exact thing, right? The, the George Floyd uh, incident is the exact thing Colin Kaepernick was protesting. And Drew Brees had no fucking idea what Kaepernick was actually protesting. All he saw was, oh, they must think America sucks. Fuck them. And then he cuts off his brain. So I don't think the apology is sincere. I'm going to be honest. You know, um, I don't, we shouldn't cancel Drew Brees. He should still be allowed to play fucking football and, you know, until his, his uh, skills or talents say otherwise but i i think everything that he says we should, we should take with a fucking grain of salt because it seemed very forced and his apology really wasn't even an apology it was more like oh damn i know this shit was this important to you guys it's like that's not really an apology drew like it's just that's you saying oh i said some fucked up shit but i i didn't think you would take it that way you know that's that's not an apology that's uh i'm sorry you feel that way that's that's what that was and like the rebuke of trump i mean that's that, that's the popular thing to do right now you know, and I think he's kind of, you know, did it to save face, but I'll you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, maybe if he goes out in the community and does some shit, you know, that we can see, you know, maybe it'll change my opinion. Uh, I know he had reached out to Shannon Sharp, um, you know, he host of um, uh, Undisputed to kind of ease Shannon's concerns because Shannon fucking lit fire to his ass on that on that very next episode of Undisputed. Uh, but I just don't trust him, man. I, I don't trust that it comes from a sincere place just because the level of I don't give a fuck he had to have to make that original statement about the flag. I don't know if you can immediately start caring just because you got a few ads and mentions, you know, on social media. Right. Right. You know, what books do like rich people read? Like people that are well off, like what books do they read? Um, the Rob Report. <laughs> because <laughs> usually like you know like anybody like who's trying to really like do something like big or whatever you know like really trying to get to that next level you read like self-help books and like usually self-help books they're like you know any popular one of the, yeah, there's just a lot of like different books from a different you know different backgrounds or whatever but they always promote like some type of struggle some type of like you know something that they overcame and, and you know they weren't they didn't come from best situations and this is what created the beast within or whatever. Like, I guess like if you're already like rich, you just need like help doing something like inspiration to like create something. You already got like the funding and all that other stuff or whatever. Like what the hell do you read? You don't, I don't think you need a self hope book. You just ask your fucking family members or friends of the family, probably. So you just don't read it all. You just get I mean, like you, go straight to the source. Maybe. I don't like, <laughs> I mean, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't have to bootstrap yourself, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine it's like, why the fuck are I reading this self-help book? I got to talk to my dad. Like, how you do this shit? But right. I think it, it still comes down to mentality, though, man. I, I think if you take those same people who had that hunger and that and that drive to get out of the fucking hood and you gave them the, the fantastic, comfortable upbringing, I think they would have similar success. Because 
ultimately deep down it's it's a mentality man like whatever the fuck your situation is it's still like you're like i gotta get better or you know i gotta put myself in a position to have you know generational wealth or some shit you know maybe maybe you have higher goals right so as opposed to you know someone you know coming from background like we came from is like you know i just want to you know have a couple cars in the house and i'll be straight versus someone who came from like jury's background you think like you know what give me like a yacht and make sure my grandkids are set for life and you know then i'll be cool you know, I think it's just like different fucking levels, but the same drive, the same mentality, the same hunger is there. It's just your targets are different because you're exposed to different things. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. It's like when you have, I guess when you have wealth, you're able to like think further into the future. You're yeah. able to like really like plan and like really put things in position so they really work out on a major level instead of just making it, you know, to pay your bills Friday or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're worried about, you know, next year as opposed to worried about fucking tomorrow. Right. You, know, you got some people who just live day to day, like, whoo, all right, I made it today. Hope I can make it tomorrow, you know. And you got other motherfuckers thinking decades in advance. Right. And I, I, you know, I think that's the, the difference. And also, shit, look how the look at the millions, hundreds of millions of self help books that have been sold. We don't have a hundred million motherfucking Elon Musk, right? We don't have a hundred million Tony Robbins. So just because, like, just because you get the book and read the book doesn't mean you take action on it. True. It all comes down to that mentality shit, man. And I think those people would have been successful with or without those books, honestly. Because a book is – no one ever read a book and it was like, you know what? My life is completely different now. Like you always have to take action. You, you, know? th- I, you think so? I think so, yeah. When was the last time you saw someone like – I don't know. Maybe it's hard to like – I guess really see somebody successful or whatever. But like heard of somebody who like – I got to this level without reading. Like I think reading is always like – one of those things that's in the, you know, in the bag of the person who's really got to the next level, you know, like well, I just, it's hard for me to think of one who doesn't. If I came off of saying that people who don't, you can be successful without reading, I was, uh, I misspoke. What I was saying is reading self-help books. Like, of, I, of course, oh, okay. if you want to gain knowledge and information, you got to read, you know, you spend the majority of your day reading. You know, how many of us do that? Probably not a lot. I'm And I'm guilty. I'm not trying to shame anybody. I don't read nearly as much as I used to or as I should. Warren Buffett. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you say? 80% of his day spent, he fucking spends reading. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's fucking just shit crazy. Four hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think you can be successful without self, self-help self books. But I think oh, okay. reading is a key, gotcha. a key component of success because you have to understand the industry you're trying to, you're trying to get into. You know, we should never stop learning. It, it, we seem, I think people seem to, once they graduate college or, you know, a graduate program or, you know, a doctor or whatever, then they, all of a sudden it's like, all right, I'm done learning. It's like, you, you stop learning at 35, 36. What, what the fuck? And you, you live to be 80. So, yeah. so this is the entire time you aren't actively seeking out things to learn, you know, skills, trades, you know, just, just general knowledge information. It's, it's kind of fucking crazy that we, we think that way. Right. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, I really see how, like, there's power. Like, you know, you growing up or whatever, people say, like, oh, yeah, there's power in books and reading is fundamental and all this stuff, other stuff or whatever. It's like you hear, but it's like you really don't understand it. But I think I'm at that that age and that situation where it's like, like the real value in books is you're able to, like, see someone else's mistakes in, mm-hmm. like, true form in, like, a week. You know, you can like digest everything that they've done wrong in like a week. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, this is how you mess up. Like, if things go this way, I'm fucking up. You know, like it's is. I think that's is so much value in that. You know, and you know, I think that's worth whatever a book is. Like, if you get if you get someone, I think it should be 
is 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 weird to me, man. When it, we, you know you put value on you know books and all the stuff, other stuff or whatever, because then you have to like define success, and then it's subjective. So you can't really know who's more valuable than the other if you bring in money or whatever. So it's it's weird that you have to. It's weird that you have to like you know set books at a certain amount. You know, like why can't like 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 how can somebody who's like successful, like they got a couple of meal, you know, they, they came from like a regular background or whatever, you know, they, they made it out or whatever. They got a couple million in the bank or whatever. They come out with a book. It's like 20 bucks, 15 bucks or whatever, you know, and it's, it's, it's a decent price. Like, yeah. why should they be like, why should their book be in the same category as somebody who has a billion dollars created, you know, Amazon created something that's, like a you know a billion dollar like like why should their book be the same value as somebody else's you know but it's like I'm not gonna buy a book you know that's five hundred dollars just because it's written by the dude who is worth a billion but the thing is he might have way more than that like in like value inside of like you know the week or whatever that he gives to us or he, huh. she you know I got you. I, you I know. think it's a few things one you have just like the market in general right is like can you sell a novel for two hundred dollars? Probably not. It's a shit ton of novels out there that you can get for less than twenty dollars. But it also, I think, it, it also boils down to what's in that book, and can you get that information elsewhere? Because you have some books, and I just know this is being in legal field. You know, I, I collect fucking books about the law. God, I'm such a boring life. Where the book would be like three, four, five hundred dollars, but the information you're getting from that book you can't find anywhere else. Right? It's like condensed down. In, in this book, right? We're talking about analysis from, you know, some of the greatest minds in that field. But those, you won't see those books in fucking Borders. Is Borders still around? Uh, possibly. <laughs> what's the, what's the fuck? What's the, uh, Barnes & Noble. You, you're not going to see um, those fucking, those books in Barnes & Noble. Like, you got to special order those books. So, I, it, you can't price yourself out the market as well, right? Are you saying, well, the, the, the value I get from this book, you know, it's worth, I'd pay five, $600 for it. Well, you may do that, and it may be you and two other people who may do that, but the vast majority of people are going to say, fuck that, I'm going to go get this cheaper book because it, you know, talking about similar shit, I'm going to try this one out first, you know? And also, it, just because you have the book doesn't mean you have the power, right? It's not, it's not like a fucking sword and stone situation where you get the book, now you're the fucking king of, 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 the, of the, the land. You have to, uh, put it into into play into practice you know you have to read it digest it understand it and then execute it just having the book doesn't grant you all the powers it doesn't you haven't unlocked shit you just got the game like now you have to grind get your levels up so you can unlock the fucking achievements and the shit you need or the shit that that book can give you right so right you man have a thousand dollar book right 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 and i think a lot of people man like even uh I've listened to a lot of like David Ramsey and all these other people, whatever, you know, they always say, or not even him, but just different people who, you know, in the self-help world or whatever they say, don't listen to what people say, watch what they do and all the other type of shit or whatever. And right. it's like, I think the book is just like the, the entry point, you know, it's almost just like the introduction of the handshake to like really what they are, you know, cause I think about it, man, like I've read books, you know, Tony Robbins, all these other people, Gary Vaynerchuk or whatever, but it's, it's like, you still want more, you know, and then you see yeah. what they really do, where they really get their money from is like, like conventions and like in person, you know, like seminars and, you know, selling courses and all that other type shit or whatever. I think is, I guess that's, yeah, man, it's, it's weird. I, mean, I think that's what social media like is really, was really in, intended for. 
but I think it's man, I think it got mixed in with like all this personal stuff and like I I don't know, man. It's weird. It's weird, man, when I really think about it, man. It's like only a certain like certain people only like use like what we have available to us today the way it really should be used to like really, really create wealth and like really, really make a difference. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean the vast majority of people just use it as a distraction. Right. And they have a hundred thousand people following them. And it's like, man, if you do it the right way, bro, you can like really do something. Like you can all right, everybody go out and vote. You know, you yeah. maybe not get everybody, but you might get one percent, you know, you Which might get great. Right, right. That's that's the people like just popping up, just doing something that they usually wouldn't they probably wouldn't do, like, you know, if you didn't post whatever you posted, you know. Mm-hmm. It's um yeah, man, it's valuable, but man, it's a lot of people, man, who have the power but they're not using the right, I think. Of course, I man. That's just people in general, man. Like doing the right thing often involves effort, right, and dedication, and you know people just aren't with that. And also in today's age, you kind of have to put yourself on the like put out put yourself out on the limb if you're going to support a cause or you you know you try to get a movement going because the internet's fucking vicious though. And those keyboard warriors come out, and people start reading comments and make you want to fucking kill yourself. Like, I can see why people are like hesitant to you know get out there and and kind of be radical, you know, not do the safe shit. Like I, I understand why Instagram models just keep giving people what they want to see, you know, just pictures of them. You know, they, they don't take any stances because you don't know the the you know political leanings or the thoughts or you know the 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 policies that the people the, support you, the, right? You don't know what they follow, and you don't want to risk alienating a, a, a base. So I understand that, but also I think. We need to stop playing it safe. You know, I think it's time that we actually portray our true selves on social media. You know, what we what we think. And if we lose friends, then we lose friends. You know, but I think that you'll you'll gain like a deeper, I think, fulfillment from it than what we currently have, which is just scroll, double tap, scroll, double tap, hold, uh, pick the right reaction emoji. You know, I mean, that's just not really meaningful, you know. And I've always said, man, I'd rather have five, you know, really fucking close ass friends I could call in any pinch than a hundred that when I see, I can say, what's up, (laughs) you know, it's, you know, it's it's more about the, the, the quality for me, but not all people, you know, different strokes, different folks and and clicks and followers and numbers and likes that's money now. And I get it. You don't want to fuck up your money. I understand that, you know, I pass no judgment, but like you, I just wish people did more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Yo, you um, you hear about what uh the NBA has proposed or what they're actually planning to do? We back. <laughs> 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 All right, for the, for those who don't know, man, fill them in. So uh, the NBA is coming back. Twenty two teams, pretty much what tournament format? Uh, yeah, Florida? yeah. There's like a play in for like the bottom. I think two teams. I think they have what eight games? Is eight regular season games? Like to, to see because they got like warm up games right, and then you have to, for them to get ready for the playoffs, which is fucking strange. And then um, so the I think the bottom two bottom two teams in the West, so seven and eight, and then the two just out of the playoffs, um, nine and ten, they all I think play each other for playing games to see who gets those last two spots. And I think it's just the bottom team from the East, I think the eighth seed and then the ninth and 10th seed, they play each other to figure out who gets that last spot. And then they, um, then the tournament starts and I'm assuming it's seven game series. Like we know, like we're accustomed to. Did you hear anything different? Yeah, that's uh, Yeah. I didn't hear all that. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, <cute. laughs> yeah, um, man, that's, that's crazy, man. Like yeah. it's I'm I'm excited, but man, it's 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 like you I'm ready for it to come back, but it's like, man, what is it gonna be? Like it's gonna be no weird, fans? bro. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be weird. So it's gonna they're, they're gonna hold it at Disney World in Florida. Right. And after the first round of the playoffs, then then family members of the playoff teams are allowed to be there and you know watch the game and stuff like that. So you're gonna have a, a little, you know, some fans there. But it's not. It's gonna be like watching a fucking uh, an eight eight U basketball game. That's what's gonna right. be like. Right. <laughs> it's gonna right. be fucking. You gonna see LeBron James, uh, Savannah, and their kids. <laughs> That's what's gonna be on the Lakers side. You know, it's <laughs> just, it's gonna be fucking strange. But I'm just happy that they have some kind of resolution for it because it may have fucked up. This is probably one of the best NBA seasons we've had in the last whew, six seven years, maybe. Where we truly didn't know, you know, who we we're going to see in the finals. We, of course, you have ideas, but you don't really fucking know, you know. Especially in the West, one through eight is a fucking problem for everybody. Uh, so it kind of sucks that we lost that, you know. But you know, hopefully, once the playoffs get, you know, kind of going and rolling, I think it's going to be weird at first, but eventually we're going to have that fucking playoff intensity because at the end of the day, bro, they're all competitors, you know. Like as long as they don't just go like shirt, like like just weird jerseys and all that type shit. Like as long as it's like they try to like keep the I don't know maybe like the view like kind of the way it's supposed to be you know as long oh, as yeah. they try to like They're compensate for like you know not seeing people in the crowds and like try to give us like weird angles you know like I'm I'm down with it man I'm I'm, I'm willing to see it you know it's better than nothing but yeah. I think it's still man that intensity that just you know the crowd reaction and just seeing people in the background I think that's gonna it's gonna take a while to get used to but yeah I mean it's cool just to see some hoop. I mean, they said they were going to fly out um, like the whatever, whoever has home court advantage would have their court like logo and shit on the floor. If that makes sense. Yeah. So they fly out the Lakers fucking floor or the, the Bucks floor. And they put it down. So you're going to have that. I'm assuming they'd have the NBA jerseys. I don't think it's going to be a shirt versus skin situation. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll see Brian out there in a do-rag fucking hooping. <laughs> like, I, think, I, I think they're going to try to make it as close to an NBA game as possible. Uh, but it, I, I agree with you, man. The best fucking part about the NBA playoffs is the crowd. When right. the crowd goes wild, like fuck, it gets you hyped. It gets me hyped up. I ain't even fucking there. Like, I can imagine being there or being the players. Like, can you imagine like a role player? Like you hit a shot and you really hit a lot of shots and the fucking crowd erupts. Man, you probably feel like the king of the goddamn world for a hot five minutes. Bro, your first shot, and you like, man, I'm about to tell these. I'm telling you, man, I can shoot. <laughs> like, like the whole week, you're like, just give me a shot, and you really like, you go in, you hit it, and then the crowd goes crazy. Like, yeah, man, it's, you're not gonna be able to feel that. Like, just imagine, like, just like, just imagine, like, you're that guy who you described that you hit a shot and nothing happens, but like, good shot, good, hey, good, good shot, get back on deep. Hey, good back. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Man, well, this sucks. <laughs> hey, you trying to celebrate and shit? Like you waiting or whatever? The ball like way past you. <laughs> oh, shit, it's like yeah, nobody cares. And uh, you know the craziest thing is like we we've all seen those those videos that come out over the summer where you have like LeBron and KD and James yeah. Harden all in the same pickup game, and it's crazy to watch, right? But it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't. It doesn't have the same feel. You're not as excited to watch it, or it's not as exciting to watch as when you know they're they got the jerseys on, the fucking the fans are going nuts. Yes. You know, you got fucking Brown quieted down the crowd when he hit a big Something, shot. Like I miss yeah. that shit. Something's you know, on the line, like really, like really on the line. Yeah, yeah. like you're gonna suck for whoever wins it all this year. 
like whoever wins it all, it's like, bro, I haven't seen a bigger like asterisk. Like I haven't like I can't I can't oh, imagine. This will be, no be no asterisk, man. It's no asterisk. Bro, it's gonna be a, a line through it. It's like whoever <laughs> wins this, this year. Like, uh, bro, just imagine Dallas wins it all. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, you know, this the, the the person I think you can guess this who if he won it all, it would still it would suck the most. LeBron James. If Bron wins the championship oh, yeah. this okay. year, he's gonna be like, yeah. oh that shit, you got you got that COVID title, that shit don't count. But he might three. He, he might go he, he might go back to two. <laughs> Hey, now that we think about it, man, Ray Allen really won that shit. It kicks this shit out. <laughs> and, and Kyrie made that shit. That shot? <laughs> Niggas gonna pass a petition around. We need to revoke two of uh, King James's reigns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, it sucks for Brian, bro. It sucks for um, Carmelo Anthony. It sucks yeah, for... Yeah. I think it benefits a lot of people like Kevin Durant. I think it benefits anybody who's like who who was injured or whatever, and they had like the extra time to like really come back. Like it benefits them or whatever. But yeah, man, like the older players, Chris Paul, like it's it sucks for like man. I don't want to like. What about Bron? Like, what if Bron comes back and he's like old? Like it's a noticeable it's a, like difference immediately. He's immediately old. <laughs> like it's a noticeable like like three four months. Like that's a long you know time, like yeah. that's a long time, man. Like you you don't know what can happen. That's a summer. You know, like, yeah. hey, bro, yeah. people come back. Like, you remember Sean Kemp? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Dog, that was before, like, fucking video games could update, too. So right. there was one NBA Live where Sean Kemp was just fucking murdering niggas, but he was trash in the league. <laughs> yeah, fucking old version. Oh, yeah. Right. I remember that shit, man. It was like, what the fuck happened over the summer? He came, he was fat. Yeah, it's, oh, all right, it's over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't age gracefully. Like, like I, I fuck with Sean Kim, but he didn't age gracefully. Like Vince no, Carter that was a cliff. Like, Vince Carter had been like cliff. going for a minute. Vince is one I feel bad about because this is like his last season. He's yeah, yeah, him in too. Twenty twenty, and right. then his shit got cut short. It's like right. he didn't get the send off, man. He get the right. video tributes and all that shit. No, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, and I don't. Well, what was I don't even know who he was playing for. The Hawks. No, yeah, it did, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he made his last shot. Was like a three pointer. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah name name a, a better. All right, who's number two? Like, I think Vince is unanimously like the best dunker in like NBA history. Who's number two? Best dunker? Yeah. Huh. Like, are we talking in game dunks or like spectacular dunks? Uh, all right. Who's had the most? If you rate. Like spectacular dunks or whatever, and you know, is the the you know just spectacular dunks. Who's had the most like spectacular dunks? Like, oh man, what the fuck? You know, like top three dunks. Not somebody who's been in the league for like Brian, like ten year, fifteen years or whatever. So they have like a plethora of dunks or whatever. But like, you know, like <laughs> if you if you condense it to like three like top dunks, like who is up there? Who's number two? In game dunks or like dunk contest dunks? In, in, no, in-game dunks. In-game. In-game dunks? Shit. Yeah. Oh, and I can't use Bron because he's played too long. Well, you can use him. I mean, it's just don't give it to him just because he's you've seen more from him. I'm saying if you think that's Bron is your guy, I mean, you know. So I think – I'm going to say Bron more so than Vince simply because of this. When Bron makes, like, one of those fucking monstrous dunks, it means something. It's not like it fucking – 
uh, 10 minutes left in the first quarter, it's four to six, and Braun does like a 360 windmill dunk. It's like, okay, yeah, that, that's just impressive, but it, it also doesn't count for shit. I'm talking about every time Braun hits like one of those fucking monster dunks, the other team immediately takes a timeout. Like, we got to stop this shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> too much. Like, this nigga dunking on us now, bro. We got we to gotta nip this shit in the bud. It just Yo. seems like when he gets going, like, those dunks change the fucking game. Like, that's what it – his dunks feel like fucking Steph Curry's threes. Like, when fucking – when Bron is, like, fucking rares back and the, the rim shakes and the crowd going crazy, other team, the coach immediately hops up, like, hey, man, we need to regroup. We got to regroup. He getting loose. It, yo, it, and that's, <laughs> yo, and that's the – and that's the mess up part. Like, if I got – like, if it was a dunk – like – like if I got just got dunked on like one of those like historic dunks, like I'm telling my coach, don't call a timeout. You're gonna make it worse. <laughs> like, hey, if there's a timeout afterwards, like you got time to celebrate, like he in the half court, like flexing and shit, like taking a shot off and shit, like you got plenty of time to do whatever. Like Steve Walk, like no, like nah, get back on D. Like we gonna keep playing. <laughs> like, when the coach calls a timeout, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> you get two camera angles, right? You get the view of Bron celebrating, and you get the view of the other dude walking to the bench, <laughs> <laughs> sitting down and getting the Gatorade. Like, <laughs> like, always, bro. Fucking always, man. Yeah, that timeout is the worst. That timeout is the worst, bro. Do you remember Jason Terry dunk when Bron was oh. playing for the Heat? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. They so they went to commercial break because of the timeout, right? Because they called a timeout immediately because they thought Jason Terry was dead. No, when they left, it was the camera was on Jason Terry. When they came back, it was camera was on Jason Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Replayed the dunk and showed Jason Terry again. Like this is terrible. <laughs> Yo, I always blame like like usually like it's like ah oh, damn you just got dunked on, but it's like Jason Terry nigga you knew to get out the way. Like all right, you see the ball coming. Like I forget who it was, but it was like all right, Deion Waiters is like bringing the ball up the court. He passes it to like Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers passes it to like Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Dwayne Wade throws us up. Like you know who's left. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know who's left. <laughs> he turned and I was like, "Why you jump, dog? Like, that was just wrong." <laughs> like you should know. Like it's like it, like when you saw that developing, you should have known. Like all right, with one, two, the way way, like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's on the court, man. You got to know who's on the court. Yeah, yeah. His awareness is zero. <laughs> hey, on two K, on two K, he just got a question mark on top of his head. <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah, that shit was horrible, man. That shit, yeah, that, man. that was probably that was probably the most you know disrespectful dunk. It, it, I, that I've seen live, like in a game, and I, yeah. I don't mean Brown was being disrespectful. I'm just saying the way it went down. Dog. He he had like right. one leg was in the air. He would just look bad. Both his feet were off the ground, and he landed on his back, like from a dunk. Like what the? Like, how do you even get in this position? Right. He, he, right. That dunk silence, like it was after that DeAndre Jordan shit against Brandon Knight. Oh, you remember yeah, when he like yeah. he he like all right, this nigga died. Like he was literally <laughs> on the ground like this, and then it was like everybody you saw everybody faces like you like, saw DeAndre Ooh. Jordan get a nasty face and like Karan Butler and Chris Paul pushed like DeAndre Jordan over dude or whatever. It's like yeah, it was like a whole production. Like they oh, knew this was gonna happen. Oh, that dunk was so bad. The fucking uh, the Pistons coach was asking for a technical foul. Like, you, you gotta give me something. <laughs> give me something back. <laughs> no, you know, I didn't think anything was gonna get worse than that dunk. And then it was like all right, Rob was like hold my beer. <laughs> Jason Terry's a good player, right? Watch this. 
You played for Dallas, right? Oh, oh shit. Yeah, payback time. He was there when they won that ring. Right, uh, right. The fucked up part is I saw it happen. I was like, right. you know, you, you, I saw Brown like streaking down the bottom of the screen. I was like, Jason Terry doesn't know. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I thought he was gonna dunk like over like behind him or some shit. This motherfucker turned around and jumped. I was like, oh my god. That's what I'm saying, like, you should know. You should know. Like three passes. Like three passes. You, you, you don't see Brown at all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, Paul just got out the way. Like, fuck this. Like, yeah, nah, I, mean, I, I see this shit. <laughs> yeah, I right. Oh man, yeah, that shit was that shit was entertaining, man. But yeah, man, that's what I say. There's something about Bron's dunks, man. They just fucking game changers. I've never seen a player who can dunk his way his team back into the game. I've never seen it. But it's like everybody gets amped off that shit. Like people start hitting shots. They start setting hard picks. <laughs> like it's fucking crazy. Right. Right. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, Brown, Brown will probably be he's out there for sure, um, but just the sure like, like yeah, if you bring up situations or whatever, and like you know when they really matter, yeah, Brown is probably definitely for sure he's number one or whatever. But if you bring up like the 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 sh- like, what did he just do? Like, did he really just do that? Like, did he really jump that high? Like Gerald Green, like oh, Gerald Green yeah, is Gerald a, done some dunks yeah. where it's like motherfucker just don't like gravity doesn't reply to you. Like, <laughs> like, like, why would you? Like, I remember it was one, like, probably his most iconic alley oop or whatever. I, I think he was on the net, but somebody threw him an alley oop and he coughed the ball and he windmilled it. But his, like, he can, like, put his chin above the rim. Damn. It was like he caught the ball and he was like, nah, I still got way more room. <laughs> like, like, I got to play. Like, I got a whole commercial left. Like, I'm going to be up here for a while. Like, he caught the ball and could have dunked it, but he, like, windmilled it in the air. It was like his head, like, it was like, all right. And he's like, done so many other things. It's like, all right, bro, you, you, like, you jumping like out of the freaking, like, jumping out of the gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, he realized I'm still going up. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, I've never seen, like, maybe Shannon Brown, like, Shannon Brown is up there, man, but it's only a few people where it was like they really, like, float. And if we go back to, like, you know, like, superstars or whatever, Brian does not have that because he's so large and he can, like, yeah. jump so high where he's so powerful or whatever, but Jordan had that shit too. And I think that's an advantage to him being smaller, but still have like, you know, like crazy leaping ability or whatever, be like hang time, like being able to be like graceful in the air or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's an added benefit just with like aesthetics and like really being able like Kobe had that shit. Like yeah. certain people like what, what what's the other player, man, who I always say is like gonna be like the next Kobe. Um, Jason Tatum. Like he has that oh, yeah. shit, you know, it's like like people like just move differently, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said, I think that's with a smaller frame. You know, I mean, Kobe was a prolific dunker, but it was never – the power wasn't there. You know, yeah. it wasn't like a fucking – it wasn't like he was holding down turbo. It was like he just dunked regular. Yeah, you know, right. even when he did the fucking twisty shit. But and I'm just telling you, man, it's just like when Bron hit the – I feel like Bron's hand hurts every time he dunks the ball. Like, there's not one time where he just fucking – he puts the ball through the hoop on a dunk and he comes down, his hand is fine. Like, there was one – shit, there was one dunk, the fucking – the uh, no regard for human life. I thought he broke his hand. The way he already hit that fucking rim. Like – his wrist bit all in the goddamn uh, uh, rim after he dunked on Kevin Garnett and all that shit. And, but, you know, he was flexing, so I figured he was all right. But it doesn't look like it fucking hurt. You know, it, it doesn't look like that was nice and easy. It's, I don't know, man. Bro, just Crazy imagine. I don't know what else to say about him. <laughs> like, bro, just imagine growing up and you have, like, you never saw Jordan. You never saw Kobe. You never saw Jordan. It's like, bro, that's a, that's, and you like, you're really into basketball. But you never saw these like actual like 
greats play. That's man, that's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. That we old, we old, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <I mean, laughs> we still in our thirties, bro. We ain't that goddamn old, but it's, it's yeah, crazy. We old, like, man. we old, man. Like, like who's coming up? Uh, John Morant. John, yeah, John Morant. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giannis. Oh, Giannis. Yeah. Giannis. You know, yeah. and that, that's one team that I think would have benefited greatly from this fucking break. But thank God they got eliminated from playoffs already. Fucking Golden State Warriors, man. Because Steph healthy, Clay probably gonna be healthy here soon because he's he's gonna pass that year mark pretty soon here when he tore his ACL. And they had Andrew Wiggins and and fucking Draymond. Could you imagine that being the eighth seed? Like, you got to play that team in the fucking first round of the playoffs to be number right. one seed? Oh, my God, dog. Bro, they're like, going to get somebody else next year. They're going to get somebody else. I'm sure they're going to get they, somebody else. They're trying to get Giannis. They're trying to get Giannis right saying, now. They're, they're going to get somebody else for sure. And the thing is, I'm not even mad at them, man. Like, I'm not even. I think they can, they can run it back with their core, dog. And I think yeah. they're good enough to win a championship. I'm, I, the thing is, man, like, I know we talked a lot of shit about the Warriors or whatever, but, like, I still want to see that shit, man. Like, I just wanna, like the best basketball I remember is like Steph and Bron. You know, like if you go back to like all the years or whatever. I know Kobe had some good years, and you know we saw Shaq and we saw Tim Duncan. We saw we saw Jordan, but like the like to me when I go back, like we go thirty years from now, or whatever. Like when I go back and like remember basketball, like the best basketball has been like like LeBron against like Steph Curry. Yeah. Like against like, those state words, that's been like the peak of basketball. You know, maybe we'll see something else ten years from now or five years from now or whatever. But like right now, like the last three or four years or whatever, this is like the peak. You know, so it's like man, I'm ready to see like you know Steph hitting threes from like the logo. You know, Clay doing crazy shit, dunking, Bron doing all that shit or whatever. So I think man, just going back to it, man, I think it would suck if it's like the shit we see like during the summer. You know, where it's just like you know just summer league shit. Yeah, it's like it really doesn't matter, you know. It's like you could tell, like the players are playing, like just to play. You know, you, know, you, you can feel the yeah, intensity. You, the, you like, feel the vibe, yeah. Right. It's like, all right, if I make this shot, I'll make it or whatever. I'm gonna try some shit, you know. <laughs> Let me try my left hand this time. Right, right. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see that shit. I think the Steph Lebron thing, KD fucked that up for us, by the way, because it became unfair. Hundred percent. I, I think the Steph Lebron thing was dope because they're they had such different styles. Right. right? It was like two players that were damn near equally as effective but played two totally different ways yep, and yep, it was fucking crazy and the thing that steph could do bron couldn't do and the things that bron could do steph couldn't do so it was just like it was like fucking it felt like a like arch nemesis or some shit facing off like that's what it felt like you know but it was and, no like real bad guy mm, i mean steph was a bad guy but whatever <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you know, I, I feel what you're saying. Like it, both players, like had their 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 fans, you know, their camps, um, and, and I agree with you. Like that first series, you know, it was kind of nip and tuck. The, and then the 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 following year, when you know Cleveland had a, the healthy roster, that was a fucking fantastic series. Probably one of the best NBA, probably the best NBA finals that I can remember by far. Yeah, those two. yeah that I can remember. Um, yeah, just the, every game, you know, because it was like. I don't know how these motherfuckers are gonna come back. Oh shit, they came back. Game seven, they you know, blocked the shot and stop all that we talked about. And you know, KD came around and ruined the fucking party because it was one one, right? Steph had one one, Bron had one one. You know, and then when we they we were gonna get that fucking rematch in the, that following year because I don't think anyone would have knocked the Warriors out. You know, with that team that they had, they went fucking win got KD and because they were just trying to cheat. But I think that Golden State team that they have now is good enough to compete for the championship. Honestly, hundred percent. 
You For know, sure. And I, I would love to see them actually just run it. And you know, let's see. Let's see what they can do. You know? That's when you get they like they'll gain back their respect. Yep. You know, if it's like if they like imagine if they like win a championship or like go deep, it's like in the playoffs. As long as they're not playing against like Cleveland, like I would probably or not my bad, not Cleveland. As long as they're like in the West, if they're not playing against the Lakers, like I'll probably fuck with them, you know? Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, now I would like why not? Like they came back and they did this shit, and Steph is like really back hitting threes and Clay is really doing shit or whatever. It's like, all right, man, it's like, you know, like these motherfuckers really did it. Could you imagine that shit? You got Bron AD, uh, Kawhi, P- Paul George, Russell, and Harden, and fucking Stephen Clay. God, the, the fucking the Western Conference playoffs would be insane. Like, like that should be fucking crazy. Like, I, you the, the Western Conference playoffs would be better than the fucking NBA Finals, guaranteed. <laughs> you think this shit? Hell yeah! If all those teams are healthy and they fucking playing each other, the fucking semifinals. No, your semifinals matchups could be fucking. Uh, the Lakers versus Kawhi the Rockets. Paul George? And, huh? Did you mention Kawhi and Paul George? Yeah, yeah, Kawhi and Paul George. Um, you're, 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 the semifinals matchups could be L.A. versus Houston and Golden State versus fucking the Clippers. Like, th- that could be your semifinal matchups. Like, them just, both of those fucking series would be crazy. And then you got the fucking Western Conference Finals. Like, that shit would be nuts. And don't fucking forget about Dallas and that, that crazy-ass fucking tandem they got with Luka and the Unicorn. Porzingis. Portland. Portland. Fucking Portland with Dame time. Oh, the fucking with the Mello, Mello, old school Mello. Yeah, yeah you can you can slide Mello in there if you want to. But the <laughs> Western Conference playoffs would be fucking bananas. I mean, yeah. we got we got we got robbed of the atmosphere, man. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Hopefully, Golden State doesn't do something crazy next year and fucking you know tip the scales in their favor. Hopefully, they just run back with their with their core. Fucking, you can keep Andrew Wiggins and let's see what you know what they can do. Let's just see. Yeah, yeah. Who you got winning the uh, championship, though? You said what? Who you got winning the championship this year? If everything started back the way everything is proposed, um, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if uh, if Milwaukee won it this year. Honestly, you think Milwaukee's gonna win? I mean, I think they, the way it is, the format, the way. Like, because Bron, I think all the, the superstars, like, you know, they, they feed off, like we were talking about earlier, man. They feed off, like, the, the, the crowd, the intensity, the, the situation. They rise to the occasion. But I think Giannis, man, like, I think this motherfucker just, I just want to put the ball in the hoop. Like, yeah. as yeah, close as I can get to the hoop, as close <laughs> as I can get to the hoop and put my hand in the ball from my hand to the, like, that's what he's trying to do. You know, he doesn't yeah. care about anything else. He's just, like, methodical, you know, and it's, I could see that, like, really doing some shit. You know, he doesn't have to, like, shoot jumpers to win. He doesn't have to, like, you know, he doesn't have to do much but, like, get to the rack, you know, and he's, like, proving that he can do that, you know, and it's somebody else, like, that nerve shit. Like, just imagine Brian at the free throw line, you know. It's, like, fourth quarter, you know, three, two minutes ago. It's like, all right, fuck, you know. But if it's, like, Gian, like Gian is just dunking on everybody, it's like, all right, this motherfucker can do this all game, you know. Yeah. It's like, all right, you know. So I, I wouldn't be honest if they won it. I hope. The Lakers won it, you know, but I, I wouldn't be mad. Any, I mean, it's like you said, man. There's so many different teams, man, that, that that could win it, especially you know the times and everybody's like fully rested and healthy. Hopefully, you know. I mean, it could be Brooklyn if if KD is announcing that he's going to play with with Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan. Like Brooklyn could be a problem, you know. KD they already said that he's not coming back. You say he's not coming back? Yeah, he said I'm, my season's over. That's what KD said. Oh, okay. I thought you said he was coming back earlier, like a week ago. No, um, KD ain't fucking playing. Tyree yeah. ain't there. Katie ain't gonna come back. Katie ain't gonna come back and play DeAndre Jordan. Shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's so many different teams, man. I wouldn't be mad at anybody, you know, but I, I still go back to say, man, with su- whoever wins it this year, it sucks for them. 100%. Yeah. But it's not going to suck very long because in six years, people are going to forget. And they're just going to say, oh, yeah, they won the championship that year. And they aren't going to remember that no one was in the stands until they go back and watch the fucking playoffs. Who and won it last year? Yeah. Who, who won it last year? The Raptors. Last, no, uh, last lockout. Uh, was it the, uh, the Spurs? The Heat. The Heat? Last yeah. lockout? Mm-hmm. LeBron and the Heat beat uh, OKC in the finals. In the lockout? Well, how many games was season. that? It was like 53. That was the lockout season? Yeah, I think it was the lockout season they won. They won that. Uh, they beat the o- OKC. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, man. Yeah, yeah. LeBron got two asterisks. <laughs> Where's the other one? You talking about the lockout season? Where's the other one? You said two. Oh, I said if he wins this, um, I'm, I'm assuming oh, yeah. LeBron's going to win the championship this year. That's what, oh, you think so? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I hope so. I hope so, but it's not going to help. No, it's not going to help his cause. But no. I have a feeling, bro. I have a feeling. Come NBA Finals time, they're going to be like fifty percent capacity. I just got a feeling that they're going to some way, somehow, it's going to be okay to have fans in the stands for the NBA Finals. So I, I don't anticipate it being like them playing in the YMCA the entirety of the of the NBA playoffs. I think when it comes finals, you're going to see some you know media, at least some fucking media members out there too, you know, in the stands uh, watching the game. And you will have something similar, you know, to uh, the atmosphere that we used to. Yeah, I hope so, man. Like they can definitely say you know six feet apart and just spread everybody out. You know, and everybody just you know they constructed a certain way. Everybody's you know tested or whatever temperature and all that shit. Yeah. Before, you know, so yeah, I mean, they could, you know, I hope because that's definitely like needed, you know, so, like game, like imagine it goes like game seven, like game, like we hard, like fought out, like, you know, like tough, like close games seven. And then we we got like no fans. Yeah, that'd be, hey, bro, that'd be terrible. Suck. That'd be, that'd suck. Yeah. that'd be fucking horrible. Yeah. Right. Hopefully that shit doesn't happen. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but shit, man, that's all I got, bro. You got anything else? Nah, man, that's it, man. All right, all right, all right, all right. Where can they find you, man? Uh, you beat me to it. Right. Instagram, <laughs> Mr. Westbrook3. That's mr.westbrook, the number three. Uh, of course, Facebook, Wolf Ticket Experience page. You can find us there. You know, drop us a like. Um, the email account, wolftickspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can contact us through there, submit show topics, all that. Um, Twitter, are you Randy2? And I'm sure that's about it. What about you? Um, let's do uh, Instagram, man. That's my uh, probably the quickest way to uh, contact me. Safari the Q S A F A R E T H E Q E. Everywhere else, you know, the website, the uh, email, yeah, same stuff. You, you were supposed to do one post a day, man. I don't think you did that. Yeah, no, I didn't do it. I'm gonna post this. I'm <laughs> post this week. I'm going hard, man. This we started this with week. today, Tuesday. We starting. We going hard. Oh, I'm, I'm going hard today. today. All right, right. It's, it's, I mean it's eleven twenty-two. So to, to, yeah. tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow, we're going hard. Yeah, certain, certain <laughs> Wednesday, going hard, man. June tomorrow, so this is gonna be everywhere. This is going going everywhere. All right, all right, you said it. It's on. Now it's on the tape. Right, we in there. I'm, I'm not editing this out either. No, you don't need. <laughs> all right, bro, we are out. <laughs>